0: The game after work. <laughs> Welcome in Hour 2. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, Big Steve with us. You no know David G today. He'll try to be with us tomorrow. He's not quite ready for the schedule of now we move into our summer shows where it gets potentially a little bit weirder.
1: Depends on what news is out there. And what ballgames are in our way.
0: But he hasn't done a Monday yet. So he kind of freaked out on me and said he couldn't do today's show. I was like, all right. I'm to slide this one time, but there's only so many babies you
2: can save from a fire. I mean, his loss, he doesn't get to enjoy the fixed TV now.
0: Yeah, so during the break, I, I turned on Jeopardy. Like, if we didn't have a show today, I would be at home since it's 5 o'clock, now 5.08, and I'd be at home watching Jeopardy. Or I'd be at my girlfriend's house watching <laughs> Jeopardy. I love Jeopardy. It's a top five game show for me. What's number one? Price is Right.
1: Okay, good answer. Thank you. Ba-bum, 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 of ba-bum, course, Bob Barker. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Drew Carey's all right. I've been watching, I think I've said this on air. If I uh, sometimes I don't even watch it in the office. 11 o'clock, deal or no deal, 12 o'clock, old school match game.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm talking Gene Rayburn match game from the mid 70s, early 70s. Mm-hmm.
1: Those
0: are. Awesome reruns.
1: The fact that they allowed such double entendre
0: (laughs) is unreal. Richard Dawson at times is a big creeper. Oh, God, yes. And what he was able to get away with back then? No sorry, Bob, not anymore. Yeah,
2: hashtag
1: canceled today. He kissed every woman. Speaking of which. But he was also the best panelist. Did you see that there's an attempt to cancel-ish? Steve Martin's Saturday Night Live performance from back in the day when he debuted King Tut.
0: <laughs> no, I did not see that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Folks are a little little raw about that. Questlove is like, are you kidding? He said, we put the cassette recorder up to the speaker to record it so that we could figure it out, get it down pat so that we could perform it in a third grade performance <laughs> in <It's> school.
0: <laughs> I've never seen that bit, believe it or really? not. Really? And I used to have a Best of Steve Martin on SNL DVD.
1: Wow. I also
0: had Tom Hanks. I also had uh, Christopher Walken. And who else did I? I can't remember. the Martin Short. That was, that was the other one. So I, it was like a four-pack. Mm-hmm.
1: Someone uh, yesterday, because it was uh, Barbara Strachan's 80th birthday, shared the uh, coffee talk where she showed up completely unannounced. You've got Mike Myers, Madonna, and Roseanne Barr all on the couch doing coffee talk with Linda Richman. So that... Your, that your, your hands are like butter. So I remember the last season of The
0: Office, Bob Odenkirk, who originally auditioned to be Michael Scott, he did show up in the final season of The Office and there was at one point he does coffee talk. I, yes. I never knew where that yeah. came from. Yeah.
1: that, that So came, there you go. Yeah, that came from that running skit. It was a Mike Myers bit, and Madonna was always alongside. Because, because she, of her accent. And, and you know, completely completely done up, you know, as as what would be seen at the time as older Jewish ladies in New York City and— then you had Roseanne, who then was playing Madonna's mother in this one, and they completely get blown out of the water by Babs walking on set to tell them it's time to go. Hey, come on, we're missing, blah, 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 blah. Just completely flipped them all out. Jeopardy's back on. You mind if we take a break and I can
0: watch this for a little bit? Big uh,
1: Steve, you mind?
0: I've been able to watch Jeopardy in a while.
2: I mean, don't we have some nil discussion that we maybe, need to get maybe, back to?
1: Uh, you know, maybe this wasn't the best thing in getting the TV back up and running in here.
2: You know what? I'll come back in there and break it. I love TV.
0: I fixed it. I can break it, especially when you're like when you watch TV at work. I mean, that is just a crazy luxury. I've got the used Simpsons be, on right now, and so. I used to be blown away, like when we could just watch a movie at school, right? Right. Let the, alone the TV. Wheel and the TV
2: and you're just like, oh, it's movie time. Oh my God.
0: That
1: was wild times. Best movie you ever saw at school. Oh, my God.
0: October Sky. Torah, Torah, Torah. Never seen that?
2: Big Steve? For me, it was Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. The first one it was actually enjoyable. In eighth
0: grade, we all, as a school. So, you remember Channel One? Did you have Channel One back no. in the day? Nope. Big Steve? Yeah. So, Channel One was like a a 20-minute news show for students across the country. And if you agreed to, like, have that show on in your school, they'd give you TVs. Mm -hmm. We had all those TVs at Clay Center Community Middle School. And we also abused the service where you could push a button and you could turn on every TV in the school. (laughs) And when I was in eighth grade, we had a school-wide viewing on those TVs of Napoleon Dynamite. (laughs)
2: oh that would have been a better that would have been better as a senior prank just saying oh it was uh it was amazing i don't know if we watched it like
0: because we couldn't fit it all in one right, class. Yeah. it was just like the end of the day class
1: and um <laughs> oh my like, might as well for
0: a couple of days though. i don't remember anyway
1: yeah it uh channel one started the year that i uh started college so okay. no uh, Anderson don't.
0: Cooper was, an origi- I think, an original anchor on Channel
1: 1. We we did not have TVs in every room, no.
0: No, I, I take that back. Anderson Cooper was, I think he was an anchor when I was watching yes. Channel 1 in like 2002, or five five in that time. All right. We'll get back to NIL here in just a moment. I actually want to kick things off with um, the latest on Antoine Davis, because we haven't been able to get to him yet. So he's the recruit from Detroit Mercy, came in this weekend, and he's the guy that has a year of eligibility remaining. And, man, has he just dominated in his time as a student athlete at Detroit. Four seasons and over that time scoring 24 points a game. He's a great shooter. He can pass the ball really well. He's just all around a fantastic basketball player who didn't go to the biggest of programs at first. Which, by the way, good for him to stick around all that time and just now transfer. Because he probably could have transferred last year. Not have to sit out a year, go to a bigger program. But all NIL now involved. and um, Well, let's uh, test the waters. Why, why don't we? So, like I mentioned, he got into town Friday evening while I was at the Snoop Cube concert. And uh, really got to see the town, I guess, Friday night. And uh, Saturday, got to check out K-State and check out K-State basketball. Meet up with the coaches, meet up with some players. And it sounds like it went pretty well because Antoine Davis on Twitter said, quote, two days ago. That was the best visit I went on, Purple Heart. Thank you, coaches, for having me, Manhattan. Thank you for having me, Purple Heart. Then Marquise Noel, not too long after that, which, by the way, he was trying to set up a whole party out in the town, most likely in Aggieville. Now, 537-1350, did you see these guys out in Aggieville? I wasn't <laughs> there. Did you experience any of this? What happened? Because I don't know any of the details. But Marquise Noel, if it happened or not, did follow up after that tweet from Antoine Davison said, which, by the way, at Mister New York City, love that Twitter handle. He said, quote, I felt like I gained a brother in less than 24 hours of just being with him. Energy is contagious and never lies. Let's make next year special for the one-time gang. Hashtag Emall, muscle emoji, purple heart, loved it. First of all, I feel like Marquise Noel, if he really tried, could be a great poet. Because I, I, I get a hint, I get a hint that he's a good writer just from that tweet. He has a way with words. I think he's got that uh, New York City thing down. (coughs) Excuse you.
1: Um,
0: And then Antoine Davis retweeted that with the caption, for show, made two brothers on this trip. And you're coughing and sneezing. Uh, You all right? Need to take a break?
1: I think I'll step out. Okay.
0: Step out. Go ahead. Anyway, I'll finish up what I was going to say here. Also, Ish Masood was involved in the tweeting as well. It's pretty awesome to see that bond. And this comes after, I mean, K-State fans were all about giving Antoine Davis a lot of love on social media. It was a, I brought it up last week. It was a group effort to show Antoine Davis the love of K-State family. And the love it could certainly bring if he decides to come to K-State. Now... With that being said, he has moved on and he announced a top four. Now, it's not very interesting because it's all the schools he visited or once attended. Because Detroit Mercy is one of them. Maryland, Georgetown, and K-State. But it's actually a top five. Because then he followed up with saying BYU is also included. They're not in the picture because he hasn't visited yet. Well, he's scheduled to visit BYU in a couple of days. I feel confident and I feel nervous at the same time about Antoine Davis. I feel confident because there was a lot of love, like I mentioned, building up to his visit. Sounds like he had a great time and made some friends while he's here. But he's going to BYU and that's a school that has a lot of money and is certainly going to generate a lot of NIL money. I mean, there was a company that's already—I shouldn't say associated with BYU, but they're—they're they're good friends. BYU has some rich friends.
1: I mean, we're talking billions of dollars. It's amazing what falls under the uh, auspices of the LDS Church. Yeah, and um, you know that
0: does make me nervous because of the whole. Well, yes, it's—it's it's a free agent market now these days. Right. And what if BYU comes up with a better offer or whatever? The, the K State could you know, the the. The collective groups could provide for Antoine Davis. What if it's a lot better he just decides to go with the better offer or whatever? That is where I get nervous. But I can tell by – I got a little New York accent there for just a moment. I could tell by Antoine Davis in his, in his tweeting, this guy's down to earth, seems really nice, seems really cool. Fingers crossed – it doesn't go the way I hope it doesn't, I and K-State family hopes it doesn't. Because is going to be impressive. I can't tell you a lot about the facilities, but hey, you just fly in and you see all these mountains. It's not exactly a view you get in Detroit, Michigan. Right. I mean, Provo, Utah, Salt Lake City, that area, that is a beautiful place. You go to just the airport, and it's
1: surrounded by beautiful mountains. That'll captivate you right away. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can vouch for that and terms of traveling with someone who's been there for the first time.
0: Now, if you've been listening to the show for a while, if you're a consistent listener, I have shared many times my thoughts about BYU. And it's thoughts that don't have anything to do with sports. It's just about their morals. What they believe in. How they treat people. Especially, my opinions are about how they treat people. And I say they, I mean, BYU is very guilty of some bad things. Discrimination, all that. I'm not going to get too much into it. I started to. I'm going to pull back now. It's about Antoine Davis. All I can say is Antoine Davis is a big player. I would call it, it, it's got to be more than 50-50. That he is going to become a Wildcat sooner rather than later. And from what it sounds like, after he visits BYU, which I believe is on Thursday, a decision will be made. Now, hopefully... We don't go that long, four or five days, and not have another commit on the table, and we get some news about another cap being added. there's still a lot of scholarships to be filled. I st- well, we yeah, we're at eight, still to be filled. Mm-hmm. Still a long way to go to build a basketball team. Now, with that comes what looks to be some bad news, and um, that's about the um, recruit from. Niagara, Marcus Hammett, the big, can play the four, the five, mm-hmm. he's going to Notre Dame. He was number right. two on my list, Antoine Davis is number one, but the big that was averaging a double-double was tearing it up at Niagara. It sounds like he's not going to make his trip now to Manhattan. Mm-hmm. He visited the Irish just a few days ago, impressed with it touchdown. Jesus has encouraged him to become a part of the Irish. You win some, you lose some. But you know what? I'd rather win the recruiting battle with Antoine Davis than Marcus Hammond. That's just the way it is. Hopefully we'll have some good news in a few days. A timeout. More of the game coming up next. California, you see what you started. And then Florida. Oh, let me mute the TV.
1: Nobody wants to hear the finish of <laughs> Jeopardy. Ken Jennings is still a smarmy guy.
0: 32000 for the winner today. Not too bad. Not too bad.
1: I, I. Are we going to have to incorporate a daily Jeopardy update in the show? Is that going to now be...
0: Oh, you never know. It might be Jeopardy today, something else tomorrow. Depends what channels the old TV has. I got to... All the ones
2: this one has. I know,
0: but I got to refresh my mind on what all the channels are. I haven't been over there in a little while, and I know
2: what 32 is. That's ESPN. I think we have, like, the unlimited package. So I think we have, like, all of the channels that they offer.
1: Does that include? Well, never mind. Okay,
2: maybe not that because that's, like, pay extra. I mean, like, (laughs) come on.
1: Expanded basic is what you're getting at? Pretty much, Okay.
0: All normal TV channels. With the expensive package, we also get the Game Show Network and the Smithsonian channel. And maybe
1: Oprah's channel. I doubt we have those. Uh, you never know. Paging through, I haven't been able to find them, I'll put it that way.
0: Oh, you f- how many channels do we have in total? It's like uh, I want to say like 900 or 1000. What that's it? What is this 2002?
1: Springsteen lyric on the money 700 channels and nothing on
0: yeah when i was a kid i used to listen to those just straight up music channels sure and i was doing nothing i just listened to the music and a caption of the song would be like bouncing all over the place
1: see when i grew up you had to have these certain things called radios to be able to listen to those songs what a concept
0: Wild that we still have radios today, huh? We happen to be on one or two right now. Uh, we can jump back to NIL. I saw this from uh, Mark Berman on Twitter earlier today. He's with Fox 26, and he was talking with uh, KU Hoops coach Bill Self on the transfer portal, just his overall thoughts on it. And uh, here's what coach had to say this was a tweet from
1: yesterday. I think it's bad. Uh, In theory, it's good. You know, freedom of movement, all this stuff. In theory, it's good. I think sometimes it gives young people a a way out uh, without actually trying to fight through some things. Uh, uh, But in theory, you know, coaches can move. In theory, kids should be able to move too. But it's out of control right now where the reason you're moving is because... Well, I can get a bigger nil deal somewhere else. I'm not sure the reason we're moving are for the right reasons. I think they're for uh, 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 reasons that 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 uh, sometimes uh, wouldn't be best for a, a use life over time. Because I do think there's something about us staying somewhere and fighting through some stuff.
0: I think that was Bill Self, 48 seconds, basically saying. Well, I'm not too jazzed about 20,000 from Adidas not being enough anymore,
1: right? The realization that oh dang, that's not going to work. Now, in
0: theory, I seem to tend to agree a little bit cuz again, the coach's side of the transfer portal is a bumpy road. And I'm sure it's not fun. Like you mentioned in the first hour, a lot of you're going to see more turnover of coaches, mm-hmm. possibly true for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a coach, you're recruiting your same your players every single year to stick around. yeah, I, it's it's pretty tough. Now, with the collective groups, you know, we'll see what kind of NI NIL deals will blossom over time. Now, recruiting in the transfer portal, and like especially if you're going after eight or nine guys. You know, money could add up. You never know how that's all going to turn out. But it it, it certainly brought up the question with Nigel Pack, you know, is NIL ruining college athletics? I'll give you my simple answer, no. I mean, to me, this is a really great thing. It gives so much more freedom to these student-athletes. But people are freaking out about what Nigel Pack received for coming to Miami, now again, you, you're not allowed to give these players deals for pay for play type of thing. But you basically hire them as, you know, hey, please promote our stuff. You're this big star, promote our stuff. Um, but people are freaking out seeing that $800,000 number attached to NIL. And our immediate reaction is like, oh, this is getting out of hand. Too much money. How are schools going to be able to compete with all this? I mean, it's still a level playing field, in my opinion. Now, I've also seen the, I've seen the argument about smaller schools, that this is going to really hurt them more. And it, we've already seen what it's turned into, as is, I'm going you know, kind of steal a quote from somebody else over the weekend, that basically the smaller schools have turned into a minor league program for these big programs, mm. and they're just going to keep poaching away the best players from those programs and bring them up to power five, power six level.
1: Prime example, just to go back to the Big Sky Conference last year. Eastern Washington, the Groves Brothers were a part of that team. You essentially had the starting five and their sixth man all poached from that roster after they made an NCAA tournament run. Oh, and coach left, too. So then you had to fully do a rebuild to be able to get a roster back in place to be competitive for the year. That's the, you know, that's the big sky, a, a conference that is normally going to be in your lower reach of the 32 that get the bids. Now, it's
0: still like after giving my general reaction to say, no, it's not ruining college athletics. You know, this is also something that's going to continue to involve. Now, in what direction will that go? You know, it's still very early on. This is the first time we've really seen like a number, a a dollar amount right. attached to a student-athlete. We right. all know, like, Kayla Williams, he, didn't he get that deal with Beats or some Beats by Dre or whatever? Like, that's awesome. That's good for him. I'm sure that's got a nice price tag attached to it, but it's not going to stop at $800,000. There are players better than Nigel Pack that are going to get more money. Maybe there's some that's worse that's going to get more money, but it also deter- you know, depends on the location. It's a story that's still writing itself, and let's be quite honest, we're still a lot A lot of us are still really confused about NIL, how it all works. I'll admit myself, I'm still confused about how it works. But I I guess my prediction on where it's going to grow is that it's going to be like what we've seen with quarterbacks in the NFL, or you really could bring up any position in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And how everybody just kind of keeps topping. It keeps resetting. One a number. Yeah. One another, I should say. One a number. Maybe that works, too. But
1: it keeps resetting. It keeps being, okay, uh, next contract out for one of the superstars has to set the new mark.
0: Especially within conferences. Right. You're going to see, and Kansas is going to be obviously, I, I wouldn't say the benchmark, but that is the big competition. You're not here unless you're trying to compete for Big 12 championships. And fingers crossed, you know, NIL will give somebody like K-State, a much better opportunity to compete. And with Coach Tang, certainly he's a big you know believer in NIL, using that as much as possible to build his roster. That's the way this thing's going to blossom, in my opinion. But more money is going to be involved with the transition and how it grows throughout college athletics. The numbers are going to continue to get bigger. I mean, this is $800,000. It's not the highest. I'm sure it's not the highest right now. And in a few years, that's going to be nothing, potentially.
1: And I think part of that is, as well, is that Ruiz is going above and beyond to call attention to it. I think that part of that is he wants the attention and wants to make sure that the dollar amounts are out there because he loves the publicity from it.
0: Now, NIL, I, it's not the biggest amounts, but like we've seen K-State student-athletes take advantage of it. Aoka Has Mm -hmm. had some things in the works, for sure. Mm, Deuce Vaughn.
1: Wingstop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm.
0: that's a great deal. That's a great deal. (laughs) I don't care if it's just free wings or she's getting some cash. It's a great
1: deal. Right.
0: But also, you know, Deuce Vaughn has some Mm -hmm. things going for him as well. Um, I'm trying to think of how I want to phrase this. This might be a little bit tough. Um, How how to say it correctly, you know what I mean? Right. But men's basketball, football – is going to dominate. Now, of course, universities, they're not the ones paying this NIL money. Now, they are going to be coughing up per student-athlete $6,000 a year, but that's allowed by the NCAA, and that budget has been built, some by donors and some by their own money, but they're trying to fundraise that money, of course. Another way I I definitely see this growing is the return on investment – For the first businesses that jump into NIL, how successful is this endeavor by signing on college athletes to do appearances, to post on social media? How is this working out compared to professional athletes? Is this a deal you want to get into? If it is, that's where NIL is going to grow as well. A lot more money is going to be pumped into this. And that's where you see the dollar amounts grow as well. Did that make sense? I was trying yes. to phrase it the correct way, like for it would make sense. I didn't want to confuse anybody, but obviously when advertisers, you know, <laughs> Super Bowl, right? <laughs> right. It gets more demanding and demanding. Yep. You know, more companies are going to be demanding and demanding and demanding as well to sign these big mm-hmm. players, and that's where it grows as well. Does, I, I was trying to make as much sense as I possibly could about that.
1: I'm interested to know, too. When do schools start attaching uh, attaching demands to, uh, oh, say, oh, oh, so you want to be involved in the NIL game with such and such? How about you spend some of that over here? Or you spend – can they get by with that is going to be a huge question.
0: It's funny asking the NCAA to try to step in and oh. in any way regulate – which, by the way, I think trying they, to cap anything it would be a disgrace.
1: They have seeded the field 20 years ago on everything. They just gave up. And, you know, it, that's where we are at this point. They essentially gave up trying to manage
0: it. Yeah. The NCAA has been MIA on NIL for almost a year now.
1: Well, M, MIA on enforcement, MIA on NIL, but MIA... Course, they got their yep. butts
0: kicked in legislation anyway.
1: Well, they got their butts kicked in court as well. And, I mean, honestly, if you want to get into history, uh, the NCAA's move to Indianapolis uh, stems from the fact that they were getting their butts kicked in Kansas City court. And the the, the fact that uh, every suit that was coming up seemed to be going to a certain judge, and every suit that kept coming up seemed to go – the other way, and the NCAA got out of Kansas City because they didn't want to have that to continue, felt that they could get favorable judges in Indianapolis. Now we're starting to see that that's not going to pan out either when it comes to cases.
0: I guess the moral of this segment is don't by one player's agreement say college athletics with NIL is getting out of hand. Right. (laughs) It's a good point. It might... It might balloon into something much bigger in a short amount of time. We'll all see how it plays out. I'm, I'm, in a way, I'm kind of excited to see how it all uh, unfolds. And I said in the first hour as well, you know, with the, with the transfer portal, essentially why it's so hectic is because of that waiver by the NCAA allowing those student athletes that participated in the COVID year the uh, ability to transfer one time without sitting out a year.
1: That's just my opinion. It's It's unbelievable the – utter unsteadiness right now which again college athletics
0: another step to giving student athletes right more freedom right you see coaches they could leave a school while under contract just by a buyout they could leave let snap of a finger and go somewhere else just more freedom all right why don't we get to number one song of the day up next It's time for our Once a Month (laughs) Beatles' number one song of the day. From 1964, Love Me Do by the Beatles, One Week. Number one, of course, they're uh, from Liverpool. John Paul George Ringo. Most influential band of all time. Been ranked by many publications as the greatest artist of all time. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Paul McCartney just recently put the Foo Fighters in. For 13 studio albums, 50 top 40 hits, this was their very first number one out of 20. And it's from their first studio album called,
1: Introducing Dot Dot Dot, The Beatles. Simple. Effective. Blues backbeat to it. Throw in the harmonica and pretty tame compared to what would come. Now, the Beatles, actually, uh, it was Paul
0: and John that wrote this song six years before they released it. When John Lennon was 16, Paul McCartney uh, 17, and Paul McCartney was 16 at the time. Uh, They would skip school to write songs. Paul McCartney, he said he wrote this, uh, they wrote it about his his girlfriend at the time, Iris Caldwell. That's not too exciting, but in 1962, now, the Beatles were actually playing uh, regular gigs at a club in Hamburg, Germany when they first played this song. This is where they got the confidence to start playing some of their original tunes because at the time, they just were basically a cover band doing a lot of, uh, like, Little Richard Ray Charles type of music. They got good reception when the people heard Love Me Do, so they started doing more original content at this... in Hamburg, Germany. So the Beatles actually recorded three versions of this song with three different drummers. So the original recording is when they were auditioning for uh, uh, Parlophone, uh, the uh, record company Parlophone in 1962, Pete Best, who's the original drummer of the Beatles, was the drummer that time. Then they re-recorded it on September 4th and that's when Ringo Starr came in The third time, and how about this story? George Martin, who became a very big figure with the success of the Beatles, was their producer. He decided for this recording he wanted to go with a session drummer instead of Ringo Starr. So, (laughs) instead of just kicking Ringo out altogether on this song, they had him play the tambourine. I mean, come on, think about that. You're Ringo, you just joined up with the Beatles. Another this producer is kicking you out. You, you got to feel small at that time about your confidence as a drummer. They put a session guy on for the recording of their first single in the United States. What you looking up over there?
1: Wanted to pull up someone had, uh, on my timeline had shared the still shot. And I wanted to double check the date. It was the still shot of Lorne Michaels on Saturday Night Live. Mocking the New York Times Multiple attempts To try to get the Beatles to reunite in 76 For a million dollars And I want, to, I want to say 76 But I may be completely off um, Because As the story goes Michaels makes the uh, Has the check written out It's for $3,000 Okay, complete joke But would pay the Beatles $3,000 to reunite on Saturday Night Live. The story is that John and Yoko and Paul and Linda were actually watching the show together. And that the two considered going down to the studio and decided, nah, screw it, it's late. Ah, that would have been fun. It was the last time that they spent time together. Oh, really? Really? And so, yeah, that's part of why.
0: Well, Ringo, here's another story about the recording of this song. Ringo wasn't the only one that was kind of pulled from his job. John Lennon typically was Mm -hmm. like the lead singer of the Beatles. Mm -hmm. Like when they were playing the pubs and all that, he was the lead singer. But they needed somebody to play harmonica. Well, John Lennon plays the harmonica. So Paul McCartney took over as lead vocals – on that song, you can hear John Lennon in the background. That's where it was born, to have multiple lead singers for the Beatles. Of course, everybody in the Beatles,
1: mm-hmm. at
0: some point or another, right. was a lead singer. Of course, I've said it many times, George Harrison is my favorite Beatles singer, and Ringo would dabble once in a while. Right. But Rolling Stone said Love Me Do is the 87th best Beatles song of all time.
1: 87th. I, I think the simplicity of it probably hurts it when you start ranking them.
0: All right, let's take a quick break. Ask Us Anything, hosted by Big Steve, when we come back. No David G today, but Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, Big Steve, back with you for Ask Us Anything.
2: Big Steve has the questions. All right, well, in the tradition of asking the Ask a K-Rocker question, we'll go ahead and do that, too. So, today's random holiday was National Telephone Day. What phone number will you never, ever, ever forget? Like, just burned into your memories forever.
1: Well, mine's easy. Well, mine's easy, given where we are. Pizza Shuttle. Funny enough, in the comments, it's, like, <laughs> almost the number one answer down there. 7765. In my previous life across town, that would be, like, literally the only commercial. It was commercial, in your recents a lot, wasn't it? Uh, that would be the only commercial we had to stop music for for overnight
2: <laughs> All right, then. So you became intimately familiar with <sighs> Well, so
0: I remember there was another commercial that used to air on these stations, and it was another catchy phone number jingle. Right. It went 776 7788 7788 seven, seven, eight. I remember that one, but I don't remember what it was for.
2: I I'm gonna look it up. Alright, well mine was when I was growing up. I don't know who has the number now, so don't call it. But it used to be our home phone number. Here's how simple 785-784-8484. Super easy. My parents' phone number growing up, uh, well, mine
0: too, when I was a kid, they don't have it anymore. Right. But 785 926 3691. Never right. forget that either. Domino's. <laughs> has 776 oh. 778. I don't remember it being Domino's, though. That doesn't they really. Might've, they might have got it at some other point. It really ring a bell to me. All
1: right. Uh, you know, I'm still getting used to the fact that my parents don't have the same phone number that they had for 45 years. All right.
2: Yeah, that would definitely be jarring. Right? It? All right, next question. If you could go back in time to change one thing, one thing only, what it, what would it be? <clears throat> 98.
1: That's a good one. Hey, I still say he's not scored that touchdown.
0: Well, it didn't matter anyway. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, if I were to be for real, like if I could, like 9-11. But, you know, I don't think one man was stopping that.
1: No, unfortunately. Um, Wow, that is a tough one. Because if you go that direction with it, there's a Mm -hmm. lot in history that we could change.
2: Well, while you think of yours, mine would be, I would go back just before the whole GameStop stock thing happened. Because oh, okay. I had a feeling I should have. <laughs> well y- and I okay. didn't. Cha-
0: and I am mad about it. Give me the question one more time. Was it change something or stop go back something? In, go back
2: in time to change, change. one thing. Something. What would it be?
0: Oh well. I thought it was stop something. No. I mean There's so many things I would go back in time and change. That's the flaw. You know?
1: <laughs> the beanie baby's craze. We we, we we have so many of our own personal ones. And then you start getting into the ones like Kennedy's assassination. Microsoft starting Internet Explorer.